been a long week, fellow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, update on Barry Windham. He is stabilized. He's out of the ICU, and he's walking. Barry Windham. Barry Good. Windham. Uh, yeah, so between the, the last time <laughs> that we... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, between between the last time we talked about it, yeah, he had a massive heart attack at an airport or in an airport. Whatever you want. I don't know. Atlanta, yeah, an airport so, uh, I've been in many times. Had a major heart attack there, and and I don't know exactly what his health has been, but you could tell he's he's very heavy. You know, you've seen even when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame years ago with the Horseman, he looked heavy, and I think he's been having health issues on and off for a long time. So, uh, but he's you know one of the be- there was a time in like eighty six, eighty seven where they considered Barry Windham. You know, at the time, but like behind, right behind Flair, like it's one of the best workers in the world. We're gonna put um, him. We're gonna put him on top eventually. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he's great. You know, he was really, really great in his day, and uh, I think a lot of tall wrestlers. You know, he was just that weird hybrid. He was kind of like Scott Hall, where they're big, big guys. Like Wyndham, I think is legit six six, six seven maybe. Hall was about yeah. the same. I think Hall was a lot more muscular looking, but they both were like beefy guys, like two seventy, two eighty. Um, you know, even Wyndham probably got close to three hundred at one point in his career. Uh, because he wasn't really like a body guy. Um, and I, I'm not trying to shit on him that he's, you know, that he's ill, but he never was like Barry Wyndham was just kind of naturally a big dude. And, um, he was one of the best wrestlers I ever saw. And he kind of makes you like, he's one of those guys that can get away with being big, but not wrestling like a big guy where all they do is kick and stomp yeah. and punch. Just, yeah, just, he's just like, naturally big, but agile. Yeah. He was super flexing um, people off the top rope and like he was drop kicking people. And Barry Wyndham was like, a really good seller too, and a really good. He bumped well as well. Like he's he was a, not afraid was to wear the tight tights either, like the super right, shorty, the black really tights. short ones. Yeah. Uh huh. I was like, man, <laughs> man, he would kind of man. Well, I, I, you you yeah, got balls, buddy. He, he always had a little bit of a gut. Like he never had a stupid like six pack ass. Sure. He was just huge and built. He didn't need to be any. Is it be, bad though but, in my adult life? I kind of don't like. There's a version of Barry Wyndham body that I'll accept. Like in my adult life, is that that's yeah. all I want. That's yeah. all I want. That's all I, I want to look. Yeah, totally. If I, if I I'll, t- I'll, yeah. I'll take a 20 year old Barry Windham body right now. I would, yeah, I'll take right? Barry uh, Windham versus was, Muda. Yeah, I'll take that body. There you go. There you go. Uh, what, what, what was the, what was the, the theme, the, the theme interest music he had? Smoking, like smoking. Joking, yeah, the one joking. in WCW was smoking, <laughs> joking. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, Slam Jam man. was terrible. I don't know if that was on Slam Jam. It was. I think it was WCW same, that's Slam, Slam Jam. Jam. I think it was WCW Slam Jam. Just garbage. <laughs> it was the same like woman. Nothing wrong with this, but it was a woman lead singer. And I swear to God, she sang every song. It was like her cover band. Quick singer. note, woman shouldn't be in the business. Was, Continue. Uh, she did. A man oh, called oh, Sting. Like, it yeah, it was all a man called Sting. Uh, I guess there was a guy that did the one too. They did the Cactus Jack one. The ravishing oh, song. They all had super long, like minute and a half. Intros yeah, and Barry Window, uh, uh, not the, Barry Window, Dustin Rhodes. The, well, they call yeah. him the natural, natural. Oh, it was good. So that was good. good one too. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and rude. It was all just like whatever uh, their nickname was, and they literally talked about it in the song. Like he's simply ravishing. Ow! And then everything was about him being ravishing. I think <laughs> yeah. Sting's Sting's lyrics was like he. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It was just things that he did. It's like he won the title once. He's a man called He won it twice. He likes titles, wears them yeah. everywhere. Like and it's just like, oh, those your lyrics? What are you doing? It's it's like the person in the studio just had a photo and they were like, uh he's yes. tall and he's mean and he walks yeah, I, like a machine and he's got a big hat and he's wears a snake around his neck <laughs> because he's jerk. It it's, it's like so what? True. That's 
but uh, well, like, I'm glad that, that uh, Barry, awesome. you know, you. honestly, that so many of our people are hero uh, heroes, I guess you can use that term loosely um, because sure, you can't say everyone's your hero. But the, this, the characters that we grew up with that kind of polarized us in one way or another, like, you know, to see them drop like flies, like a lot of them have, unfortunately, you know, when one can kind of pull out and kick out, as they say in the business, uh, and maybe it's not his time yet. Hopefully, Barry will hang on a little bit longer. And uh, Barry yeah, kicked out. Barry kicked out. Get well soon, Barry. But uh, also, too, go Wyndham. Yeah, I uh, go go Wyndham. Uh, I uh, wanted to talk about. I don't know who on this call watched Dynamite this past Wednesday, but uh, they had a face-off. Pacina, Pacina. God, what is wrong with me right now? I can't speak. Uh, they had a face-off between the AEW Heavyweight Champion uh, MJF. And then uh, Ricky Starks, um, who was wrestled for the NWA, oh. Billy Corgan NWA for a while. And uh, he's been on AEW for a bit. He's been there for over a year, maybe even longer than that. Just not used very well. And then now they're kind of letting him talk. And he's always been a good talker. Um, and then MGF started ripping into him and called him like, you know, a third rate uh, Rocky rock ripoff. And, you know, you're just like little Dwayne, but I'm going to call you the Fantastic. pebble. He's like, I'm going to call you the pebble from now on. And so. He started ripping into him at MJF, but then <laughs> Ricky Starks did exactly what he needed to do. I mean, you talk about people grabbing moments. So when he got the microphone, he just decided to talk like he had been talking in the NWA, you know, three years ago and how he was when he was on Independence, he was just allowed to talk this way. And he just cut the shit out of him. He's like, wow. He's like, you know, I might be like, a, you know, look like the rock or whatever. But he's like, man, you're a fifth rate rowdy piper. You know, you come in here. Uh, with your stupid scarf, with your pants that are always too short. He's like, your shirts are never fucking ironed. He didn't say fucking, but he's like, your shirts are never ironed. And, you know, it just ripped into him. He's like, by the way, you smell like you smell like paint thinner and ass in the back all the time. And he's like, you fake tan yourself. He's all with all your eczema. He's like, if you took your shirt off, it looked like you laid in an anthill for an hour. And like, I was people are like, oh my. And he was just oh ripping the shit out of him. Yeah. And then, but you know what? It's good though. That's like, great. The great thing is, is like what makes a good heel is somebody who could talk like MJF, but then what makes the heel even better is when a face is equally as good and can rip the shit out of him right back. Can come to their level and remind you or come that down he, to their level. Yeah, and remind you that he is a piece of shit heel. And so Ricky Starks reminded me that oh, I shouldn't be cheering because he steals the show. MJF should be good, but yeah. a good heel should be good in the background and just do everything good. The face is the one that needs to get the crowd. Yeah, like behind that guy. So unfortunately, because they haven't put a lot of stock behind uh, Ricky uh, Starks, I don't know what the ratings going to be next week when they finally face each other for the title. But man, I was all for the buildup. This was the best um, dynamite I've seen almost like all year, I think. And I don't know if that's a good or bad statement, but wow. they've been through a lot of turmoil. Well, because to your point, the the, cha the chase is on. It's a legitimate uh, heel chase. It's not just MJF well, getting in there saying, uh, you know, controversial things and dropping the F bomb occasionally and saying shit. It's, it was, and I'm not shitting on MJF. He's doing what he needs to do to kind of get his character over in this environment. But, uh, finally, like another face just shot back at him and just showed that they were just it, as good. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, uh, you don't expect it from Ricky Starks. And actually, it's so, so early in MJF's like reign to be calling kind of, his chicken shit chat tactics or like when Ricky Starks was kind of making fun of like how, Oh, call out the town again and pretend to like the people and then insult them again. Yeah. It's almost like, Oh shit. Um, but it was good. I think you need someone to go back and forth like, and hard like that, as we said, like, I hope it, it, 
turns out to be what something. What did he I don't say, too? He said, I'm either going to knock or I'm going to slap that mole off your neck. It's fucking great. Like, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just didn't even care. Like, yeah, that's a good point, though, Craig. Do you want to give all of it away, like, in one promo? But you never know. If MJF's just going to beat him next week, and then hopefully they keep pushing Stark, but maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe they just want to give him a run to see. But, I mean, when you talk about a young talent getting an opportunity and then them seizing the moment. I don't know how you, you should look at what he did, what Ricky did last week. He sees that moment and whether it's going to produce big ratings next week or not, I don't know, but you know, they should, I, you know, why do you always have to build towards a pay-per-view? Why can't MJF just defend the title against people and heaven forbid, just don't have a match. Cause that's been the big critique all year from, for Tony Khan is that he just keeps putting matches together that like dork wrestling fans want to see, but there's no character build up. There's no like build up to the story. There's no storyline to it. We're just having a match. Yeah. And then now, so, okay. So if you're going to have like random defenses on dynamite, which I fully support by the way, cause the champion should be active and he or she should show why they're the champion. You know, there's a reason why the belt got put on you. You're moving some kind of needle. I think MJF should, you, I don't mind a weak hype like this, even if he beats Stark next week and, you know, Stark moves on and hopefully sure. keeps shining bright or whatever. But like, um, I loved it. You know, if you're going to do a one-off match, at least make me care. He could do something to, to get himself DQ'd and then the, the chase continues. True. All day. Love yeah, it. good point. So as, here, as an aside, what, also, you, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, also liking uh, Moxley and Hangman, the intensity of that. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, tonight. yeah, I forgot about that. That was good. So. And they're playing I, off the real life thing where Moxley I, knocked him out, not on purpose. But like, you know, when Hangman got knocked out from that clothesline, they're playing off it. And they're like, you know, I love it. That's great. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I wanted to go back to your comment just about the, the lack of storyline, just putting matches together. I scrubbing through social media the last couple of weeks. I actually did see someone say as a, as a diehard AEW fan, we're not here for storylines. We're here for great matches and that's all that matters. And I'm like, mm, um, I don't think that's true. And I don't think I, fans I, that say that, I really respectfully that. disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I mean, look, um, I think was, even if you're here was, for was, a good was, match, was, was what Brett, people, a good match well, is was, a story, right? Well, of course, you like, to your point was, was Bret Hart and Steve Austin a great match? Yeah, it was. But was a lot of that build up from the story that was going on all through that time. Yeah, they had this great banger match. I mean, it wouldn't have been as good without that story. I said, I just really disagree with that. I, I, I looked at it and I go, I get it. That and, and we joke because if you if you missed AEW for a month, you're not missing anything in the realm of storyline. You just go in. Oh, that's the match. They're going to do it. And that's kind of like the. I don't say inside yeah. joke, but it's kind why of a would joke. you t- why would you tune in next week if you tuned in just to see a one off match and that match is over? Well, I guess you don't got to watch again. But if that character that's, does that, something to make you want to tune in next yeah. week, there you go. So th- yeah, the the truth and always what, lies what you, in the middle. What you saw this week, you well, what you saw this week, you're definitely going to tune in next week to see the match. Yeah, right? and if they change and they just have a bunch that's of new point. flat matches with no build up next week, I probably won't watch again because I don't know if I want to watch it every week. However. Uh, Conrad called because Bischoff's been like, no, you need some kind of story. Conrad's like, dude, I fucking remember, you know, he's quote is so funny because we thought this was funny when we reviewed the the second ever Nitro. Uh, he was like, I turned in, I tuned on fucking Nitro one week and it was goddamn Sabu and Alex Wright and there was no build up and you goddamn know there wasn't a build up. And Bischoff was like, quiet for a second. He's like, I mean, sometimes you could just have a cold match. And he's like, no, fucker. Like, you would do that all the time. <laughs> like, he's like, but your main storyline was the NWO and everybody came for that. And that was episodic. And, oh, no, they betrayed Sting this week. Sting goes up on the rafters. They do, you know, a DDP started getting made. Sure. 
what Bischoff means is like the main event and kind of like your top like two or three feuds that kind of fuel your promotion. They need to have stories to get you to tune in. But but below, right. and you need to recap times, those you stories. You know, we start off Nitro to, to up to date. You know, we'll start off Nitro and oh, coming to the ring is Eddie Guerrero. I'm like, oh fuck, cool, I like Eddie Guerrero. And then like, oh, oh Chris Jericho, fucking Eddie Guerrero right now. Oh, bro, yeah. oh fuck, like I need to watch this. Like, so there's a lot of cold that- matches that he had. Like the, the cruiserweight division was all cold matches in the beginning, and then he started trying to yeah. Dax Harwood and Brian Danielson just let off. I think uh, Dynamite last week, and it was incredible. Yeah. Didn't need anything, just hard hitting. They went for 20 minutes. Gio, it was, Gio I wonder who lost. Like that was perfect. I wonder but, who lost that match. Gio, I wonder yeah. who lost. But you know what? He um, Daniel made him like a uh, made him in that. Well, and match. that's part that, of the point too. Like, I think that's the point. I, yeah. I think I agree with that, Dave. But also too, I think that you can have one or two cold matches that just give the wrestling fan that itch, and that match did it. You know, I. I'm it's okay not going that, to extend on, on, on the on the main yeah. on the main stage. You got to have a running story. Like I agree, that. and, and yeah. actually, it's cold. But if you're if been if you've been watching Dynamite every week and you're a fan and you've seen Dax and and FTR and a fan, and you can, it's you actually. I, I do you, agree. You I agree story with in your what head. you're both saying I, because, and I agree yeah. that like our favorite parts of Nitro was that it was a perfect mesh between old matches. As a wrestling fan, I can't that wait. were bangers. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Chris Benoit against Eddie Guerrero for no reason. Um, but I also really need Dean Malenko against anyone every week. Yeah. yeah, Every week you could tune in to see the NWO progress or, Ooh, how's DDP going to hit the diamond cutter this week? I don't know from the top rope, from a counter, from a, this, and it was all exciting. So there's Tony Khan has never ran his own wrestling company before and neither Bischoff at that point, but at least he'd been around Bischoff a a few years before to kind of understand what was going on. Tony Khan will get it. He's going to figure it out. If he is a wrestling fan, and we've been passionate more times than others. Like some years I've been really passionate about the product. Others, not so much. But if I was running my own company, I, if, if it's something you're super passionate about, you will find that formula that works. You will fail and then you will pick yourself up and you will get back up again and you will keep trying this year. La- this be, year was a bad year for them. So I don't see 2023 being worse in any way, shape or form. You know, this was the this was this was the blow off year. I mean, Cody, you know, Cody talked about we talked about it last week. Like this was going to be the year it was all the hypes out. So what do you have? And they're getting through it. I mean, with some pretty big failures and some pretty scandalous stuff, they're going to get through it and they're going to be okay. If they can get through this, they can make it through just about anything. Yeah. Um, do you want to, do you want to keep on the AEW? Well, yeah, uh, speaking uh, of the buzzy pants that's going on, I want to talk about the little press <laughs> yeah. conference that Tony Khan felt he needed to have on Wednesday. I think it was either before or after. Oh, Dynamite. look at that, man. Um, That's a man's man right there. He, you Just know, saying. you could, you what? could say he's lying or not, <laughs> but he said, you know, everything with him and Regal is, is amicable. There's no Regal thinks that, cause like, you know, uh, someone in our podcast group posted some bullshit from some dirt site from dirt, <laughs> uh, some dirt sheet site saying that, Someone said that Regal was just that thought it was so immature in the back or whatever, and I don't think anything that was ever said like that. I think, but it's it's, it's not even, and that's not these even are like gossip, garbage, that's dirt like second, sheets. These that's are, like yeah, yeah, it's second, third hand stuff. All it is, and some of it even came from EC. It Tony Khan said he's been saying, well, you know, I, Tony Khan's yeah. been with his mom who has a lot of health issues lately. She had a procedure done. He was with her uh, in the hospital while she was recovering. Uh, he got a call from his lawyer saying I was I was contacted by Regal and Regal was like out of his contract. So Regal signed a two or three year deal when he signed last year. But at the end of the first year, he they both have an option to get out if they want to. But AEW has to agree to let it happen. So what happened was is he sure. called the lawyers and he said, listen, 
you know, when and this is what also people forget. That get makes me out, me, sunshine. Get me out. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, tell Tony Khan he's a great man. I hate him, but uh, <laughs> sunshine, get it done. So what <laughs> people always, true. it's funny how people you are just jumping know. on this as another guy who's leaving Tony Khan. People forget that uh, Vince McMahon fired Regal, fired him. Yeah. And then Regal went over to work for AEW. So let's not praise Tony Khan for giving him another place to work. Fuck Tony Khan. Like, he looks funny and he hugs people weird. Whatever. Like, so he gave Regal a chance to be on national TV still. We got to still see him. You can't tell me he didn't affect some people over there in a positive way. You cannot tell me he wasn't talking to people behind the scenes and teaching them right from wrong and all that stuff or whatever. Yeah. People just want to dwell on the whole punk and elite thing. And it that was that's not the whole picture that goes on in the back. Um. By the way, that's over. I mean, so, so now that Vince so. is gone, Regal would have never left NXT WWE. By the way, he would have never left to go to AEW if he wasn't. Oh, did I say he was fired? So and just or released, whatever yeah. you want to call it. He was released and let go. And so if if that didn't happen, Regal never would have left to begin with. So people, everyone forgets that shit because they want to talk about the bullshit dirt sheet shit. So he went to him and he called Tony Khan and said, listen, my son's in NXT. And I really want to go be with my son. And Vince is gone. And now I have a way to go back there. And by the way, where he lives, it's just going to be a little bit easier for him to go to Florida and work with NXT. So basically, we don't know for yeah, sure. We don't know. Nobody knows for sure. But um, that's what pretty much is going to happen. So Tony Khan let him out of his contract. And I don't know where the controversy is. I can't understand how this can be spun into a bad story. And it will be. I, I don't either. Everyone's like, what's. What's yeah. the speculation? I, I said, I said, look, they had an option to get out. And I and I said, basically, Tony Khan is a really nice guy. That's that's really the answer. That's really what it is. He's a nice guy. He he talked with he talked with Regal and Regal said, I would prefer this. He's like, well, if that's and I really think if that's where you want to be. And by the way, you know who else used to say it a lot when they were unhappy? If someone came to Vince and said, I'm unhappy and I want to go, he'd be like, OK, I'll let you go. Yeah, that you happened said, a lot. You said, if by you the confronted way. him, Vince didn't give you shit. But if you talked with him and just said, "Look, I don't know if I can give you what what you think I'm worth," you're like, "All right, like, you know, I don't want you to go, go anywhere yeah, else, go, but go like, you can go." Like, you if can, I, I was going to say, then you, you couldn't work for yeah. a five Depending months or whatever, what the or whatever, whatever the like, ninety, 90, days, 90 days, right? But yeah. there's always the been, you know, Tony Khan will get like that too. Business has to happen first. Tony Khan will get like that too. He's got he's got no compete clauses in his contracts too, and he should. Yeah. But at the at the end of the day, if you sit down and talk with him and go, this is what's better for me. I got a lot of stock in NXT. I've done a lot of work over there. With my son people. is my there. Son my son's there. there. That's all. That's it, man. And that's, I want to work and, with the guy who runs anybody, the place now. Yeah, because that, that's that, that's a better relationship. Him and Triple H are tight. They built NXT together. I mean, really? Yeah. And, and Sean oh, yeah, yeah. People forget it. about that. I mean. I'll be interested to see yeah, if they're still going to sell some Blackpool Combat Club merchandise or that thing will just completely <laughs> die. It seemed like he was the only thing keeping that together. But like, I do love the the look and the feel of that Blackpool Combat Club and the merch and stuff, but I'm sure it will go away. Yeah, I, mean, I do they, like they, I do they, like how they wrote they, him they off on Wednesday. Did you see what they did on Wednesday? The, oh, no, they, not they, Daniel they, Bryan, but the other three members got in the ring and then uh, he, they played a video of him being interviewed with Tony Schiavone. And he was like, Tony, if people are seeing this video, that means thing happened to me <laughs> so it was like one of those videos where i i'm dead if you're watching this video basically it was like one of those and uh Aww, he was just uh, that's awesome you just can't you know this is why i did what i did what i did you know i did that to teach you a lesson that like you should never trust anybody even someone who says in your corner 
So that's why I did what I did. And I gave MJF the title and basically handled it, handed it to him because now I know he's going to be a marked man and we're going to see if he's great or not. And if he's not great, well, he's going to be the biggest joke ever in the history of wrestling. But if he is great, then he'll be able to knock all these challengers back. But he said he's he's a black pool club for life and all that stuff or whatever. And, you know, and then the three guys just went on in the ring to do cut their promo. So it was kind of cool. It was sort of a cool way. You know, Vince would have fucking had Rikishi sit on someone or you know, yeah. do whatever, like on their way out or whatever, or lose. You would have, you would have been, you would have been part of the kiss my ass. Club yeah. on your way I was out. just, I was yeah. just thinking that like with the most humiliating thing right before yeah. you leave. Like, so like, you know, or yeah, or yeah. They, they do a skit where, you know, I got to bury you. Serious you surgery and they're pulling stuff out of your butt. Like they did when Jim Ross actually went under for serious surgery. Uh, it's like, yeah. So I, Hey, good, good. I hope Regal is back in NXT. He's only going to make it better. If he does, if Regal stays in AEW, which he's not, but I mean, like, even if he did, he'd only make that place better. So, but I do, that's uh, not a terrible thing either. No, I do want to move on. Cause this son of a bitch is coming back. Apparently, uh, on the December 30th, <laughs> what on the December 30th episode of SmackDown has been announced that John Cena is returning. I don't know how or what, or if he's going to announce that he's going to be in the Royal Rubble. Because, yeah, Cena is, does that shit because he's such a great face. He could just walk in and fuck being a surprise for the Rumble. He's just going to tell everyone I'm going to be there. And, you know, you're going to want to watch the Rumble for him. So um, that's super smart on their part. So yeah, we I mean, could he, potentially. It doesn't, it doesn't get, if you, yeah, you want to sell tickets and you want to get more subscribers to the network. That's what you do, right? Um, and. This is the closest thing to The Rock or Stone Cold saying, I'm coming back for a match for a paper. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I I missed him. Isn't that weird to say? I didn't realize I missed him until I was like, good. Well, mainly (laughs) because the work he did on that show was fucking great. Uh, I love it on the HBO show that he's on. And uh, he's. Yeah, that we won't mention, right? Because we want to hear this. Uh, he's fantastic. And uh, and so I I really like what John Cena has done outside the wrestling ring as well. And then uh, what I really. He's done great work. What I really, uh, it kind of struck me. So I, I saw SummerSlam live last year from the Raiders Stadium. And uh, the main event was John Cena against Roman Reigns. Not this past SummerSlam, but the year before. Sorry. So 2021. Yeah. Um, and uh, he lost to um, Roman Reigns. And it was a good match. Very good match. And then uh, after, like right before the pay-per-view went off the air, Lesnar returns, gets in there, and F5s him. So John Cena is so like down with whatever he lost to Roman Reigns while they're still on the air gets fucking F five from Lesnar for no reason and then uh, and then it goes off the air and I'll so never... he, he simultaneously put Rock and Roman over on the same night got them, yeah got them and so them after the pay per view went off the air Lesnar F fives him two more times and uh, and then leaves him laying <laughs> yeah and then leaves him laying so as the fans are filing out of the ring I look back in the ring and I think my cousin Jonathan and I looked at. And I was like, I'm going to miss him. And in the background, he's just getting up in the ring while people are fucking tearing the mats apart or whatever. He's getting up. He's still selling. And I was like, fuck, Hogan would never be in that position. Austin would never be in that position. Undertaker would never. And I'm not suggesting that they, I mean, maybe Hogan has a big ego, but I mean, like, I'm just saying like Cena had no problem, like just going out there. And as the crew's wrapping up the cords and shit or whatever, he's like, oh, fuck, what happened? Did I go to sleep for a while? Like he's getting up in the ring and he's just high fiving <laughs> the fans and he leaves. Like we would see on house shows, you know, when uh, Jim Powers would open up the show against yeah. Barry Horowitz, you know, and then Horowitz would lose or, you know, or Jim Powers would lose and ah, they're, he'd they're passing after, each know, other. It was aisle, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It was just weird to see. And I was like, that's John Cena. Like, you, I know some people say he had yeah. an attitude and he was, he had an ego for a while or whatever. I think anybody in that position will get it. 
But uh, I was like, man, I'm going to miss him. And we haven't seen him since, by the way. And so now I kind of, when I realized he was coming back, I was like, man, like, I think, I think I miss John Cena. I mean, I'm not ready for Cena mania to no sell and beat everyone again. I don't know about that. But I mean, like, I miss him. And if he brings energy to the Royal Rumble, nobody, hey, nobody, awesome. nobody wants, nobody wants Super Cena. But you, you can, you can take the work of John Cena any day, and he's going to put people I, over like he did at SummerSlam. Uh, two I, years yeah, ago. I come on. I think he, he's the guy that uh, made sure that he defeated every one of the uh, Nexus. He protected his spot more than anybody. Yeah. But nobody, every guy in the top position does that, protects themselves, and takes liberties and makes sure they stay in the number one spot. But at this point, he has nothing to prove. He comes back when he wants to. He comes back when he has new merch to sell and makes a million dollars off merch and gives WWE a million dollars. And he knows that it's um, it's whatever's best for business. So if it's him left lying, if it's him getting absolutely destroyed by Brock with 40 suplexes, or if he just it comes really back to matter. Raw. Yeah he, yeah, he knows it doesn't matter now. His spot is solidified for the rest yeah. of his life. So it's, he will it's, see it's the in, lights. It's in my brain. Well. It's in my brain right now. Well, actually, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about that one. Episode. Yeah, I was I was there, thinking of that too, uh, but I didn't want to say it too because uh, we're gonna it's, it's another people, episode, people come but. back and get their ass whipped and it's fine is and all I'm saying. I hope to God we see him and I would love to see him in Stone Cold at Mania. That would be fantastic. I was just gonna I say that. So to potentially, oh. potentially, we could have Steve Austin, John Cena, and The Rock at this year's WrestleMania. Potentially, if you believe all the can rumors I, and all that stuff. Potentially, can I can I ask a question? Has 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 Cena ever faced Stone Cold in a pay per view? No. Has it happened? No. I don't think so. No, no. Right? They were too far apart, right? Yeah. No, they weren't even too far apart. I think Austin and, Austin left and, and, in 03, but they just had no but, reason to But do Austin I kept up, kid, you gotta you gotta you gotta cinch in that F five. You gotta cinch in that F <laughs> he never uh, I told he you, always I told gave you. him shit about um not and, cinching not, in not, that. not to keep Harper on it, but Stone yeah. Cold is shredded right now. Like Stone Cold. I don't care what anybody says he might be coming back for a movie role, but what? In my mind, he's coming back for goddamn I, WrestleMania. It's just like you feel like it's all there. We're only we're only five months away from it, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's I I, I don't know. I mean, and, may, and maybe the whole I, thing, yeah. you know, they've been maybe they were for a long time pushing the bloodline because the, the Rock is the only one that makes sense to come in and face Roman with that storyline. Nobody else does. Uh, but maybe something fell through, or the Rock schedule didn't allow it, or the Rock might have just said, "I'm I can't. I'm done." Like I. You know, I'll tear everything in my body. <laughs> I, I, I do have a hard time believing that The Rock can get in there and work the way he normally can. Well, we're going to, you know, uh, after because we stop so record huge. on this, he's we're going to so hit massive. record on another uh, review that we're going to do that involves him. And I, in my mind, I was like, that's 10 years ago. And I watched him be very ginger and CM Punk was very careful with him and walked him through a lot of shit because... The sport had passed him by. Because the point. rock was shredded even yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, so I'm thinking now, like, like he was huge. Ten years later, we think he's going to get in there with Roman Reigns. Like, well, I guess you'll see what kind of champion it is because champions got to carry right, and they got to do the job to show other champions. But a stiff, muscular rock that's Ro- way well, out of wrestling. Ro- shape, Roman has no know, problem man. carrying a match. Yeah. I'll say that. But, right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, that'll be fine. But you're right. It's it's interesting. Even even with uh, Stone Cold, and Stone Cold's actually older. Uh, Kevin took I think Stone Cold has a such a great wrestling mind. I think that he I I for some odd reason, even though with his neck injury, you wouldn't think I'm way more comfortable with Austin making decisions at this point than anybody else. The Rock, yeah, the Rock used to wrestle and he was very active, but I think the Rock was very but, but the but the thing well here's the, the Rock thing. was the entertaining. Rock Austin a, has a wrestling mind. Like he's sure. a, he's a good wrestler. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, but also you think about the physical side of it, like Austin has a neck injury which makes him 
uh, it, it limits him in, yeah, a, in, a, yeah. in a protective way. No one's the going Rock, 25 minutes to close the show anymore. Not when, not, yeah. not the, but, but, uh, uh, but the rocket, the no, rocket usually tears something. No, watch the rocket. He's so big. He's so big. He just, the, the rocket just blow out his knee and he gave a moment or tear a quad. I mean, yeah. you know, and that, that's that. And then the match is over. How that, pissed are we all? How pissed are we going to be if it's like rock special guest referee for whatever the, the main event that's is that like, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. I already, we Dark already bought tickets. Don't say that. Don't even, don't even, referee. don't even wish it. Don't even think it. Just don't like the stripes. That, right? It's like Steve Austin, the special new commissioner of WrestleMania. Ding, ding, yeah. down, And that's all it is. They're all guest positions. The Enforcer, Steve Austin. Why are we, Lillian Garcia, is, is she back in announcing too? He's on the ATV again. <laughs> I miss Lillian. Maybe. I miss Lillian. Lillian did a good job. Oh, she yeah, did. She, and speaking uh, of uh, WWE and their side product, uh, as we record this, it's Friday, but it will air Saturday and uh, December the 10th, NXT Deadline. And that's all I know about it. What's deadline? I'm not going to lie. Say, I'm not going is... to I don't, you know, honestly, ever since it went to the Color Splash NXT, I really haven't given two shits about NXT, to be honest. I've no. maybe watched like one show. But they're, cha- they're, cha- but they're, but they're changing it back, right? Uh, not, not, not all the way back. They're still leaving the arena brightly lit or whatever, but the symbols, not like the color splashes you could see. Um, so they're going back to like a different color instead of the black and gold. It's like the white and gold. So I'm, I'm okay with it being well lit. I don't have a problem with that. And it's going to take, take them a the while rainbows. to filter through and start putting the people that triple h wants to see in developmental it'll take a while you know so i'll watch it tomorrow why not i don't think i'm doing anything i don't i'm not familiar with anybody but the the steiner guy and maybe cameron grimes uh he's still there yes he is yeah i know see i just wanted to bring it up because we're gonna talk about some topic but i i'm gonna admit i don't i don't really follow nxt anymore and that's sad um, but it was never, used to one of the best events. It was never was oh NXT. totally one of the best. I've been a couple live well, events man, there. Well, man, Takeover New Orleans was one of the greatest live events I've ever been to. Yeah, in my life. and I got to go to one of the Riverside house shows out here at the small like Riverside place where people used to go watch bands. It probably yeah. only held like a thousand people, maybe. Uh, and and uh, Ronda Rousey yeah. was in the crowd before she was in WWE at all. Um, and uh, it, right. that was one of the best house shows That's I ever right. fucking saw. I, I loved it. Like the house show was amazing. Was she smiling, yeah, Rhonda, or was she grimacing? She was Ronda? grimacing. Well, they, it well, was, she was, was smiling. Like, I'm happy like, to be here. Like, Let's Ronda. go, Rhonda. They were, they were, they saw her in the crowd, and people were like, because they wanted her to be there. And they wanted her to be in WWE, and she was like, you know, giving like, oh, thank you. She was really happy, and she was there with her husband. They were watching, and, and McIntyre was uh, doing a tag. McIntyre was NXT champion. champion. This is McIntyre, and this is when uh, yeah, Velveteen Dream got really big. Like he was really big at this time. Yeah, it was a huge rise for him, and yeah, it was a great time for NXT. It was a great, all great matches. There wasn't a bad one on the card, and, and Adam Cole and, and Roderick crowd, Strong crowd, had a it, fucking crazy like twenty five minute match that we're all like yeah. fucking exhausted afterwards. We're like, oh my god, it was so good. This is when NXT, yeah. when they hired and all the indie darlings and it, everything. You know, now they're legitly. Trying it was only to, a crowd of like. Yeah. It was, it was only a crowd like no, the thing is, is it was super it was supercharged. On a side tight. note, I don't really now that I look back, I don't fault Vince and Bruce for changing it. Because Vince's whole point was like, listen, yay for you. You know, you're selling out twenty thousand seat venues for the NXT takeovers. Good for you. But the whole thing is this is supposed to be our feeder. And if you're gonna feed me guys and girls that are just all hyped up and they're still doing their indie spots and all that stuff, and you know, on NXT, and I get them up at the main roster and I'm like, hey. You got to tone your shit down 50% because we're not giving everything away for free every Monday on Raw. You're going to save it for pay-per-views and big feuds and big matches. 
you know, it wasn't the right thing. The fact that we were saying that we like the developmental territory does speak to the fact that the main product was weak. So I will not, I will agree with that, but it shouldn't have been better. It just was. And we got super spoiled for like three or four years on it. And uh, then when Vince is like, no, man, this shit is a <laughs> developmental territory. Please, God, like, stop giving me people that I have to break down. Because every time anyone went up, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they fucking neuter them. And, and, take, they and, take a step and, you know, and it would just irritate us. And so, like, <laughs> because the main product wasn't good at the time. It really was just flat and boring and catered to seven-year-olds. And that's all it was. And and, and, and by the way, just look at look at Owens now. Look at Sami Zayn right now. Sami Zayn is is the best version well, ever yes of and, and arguably he yeah. was starting to get like this before vince got fired too because the bloodline storyline has been going on a bit for uh, a bit now. Yeah. so i mean like and, yep. and he stole dude he he tore the house down with johnny knoxville at wrestlemania come on you know like jesus christ what a great match that what a fun match that it was, was but, fantastic yeah. so uh yeah, that, that was a fun that so was yeah fun so it's not I, I want to vow that i will try a, an early new year's resolution is to watch more nxt and just to know young people's names i used to love all the developmental stuff and i just got away from it because i didn't like the product but really i'm like god you're selfish like honestly like this is a chance for you to see some new people and stuff and you know get in there maybe we'll have a better nxt year this coming year for sure but uh, in the last, before we It'll go be off fine. here, a lot of people didn't know that before Asuka uh, came to the WWE and before she came into NXT, she was a super over in Japan and she's been uh, sending, putting things on her social media, like of the Asuka character and uh, WWE.com like posted like Asuka's best moments or something like that or most dominating moments. And um, she said she just posted that clip and said goodbye on the top of it. So I don't sure contract's not up or anything like that. And she's never been interested in leaving or whatever, but she keeps, she's been posting a lot of pictures of her as I think it's Kana is what she what got known as in Japan. And I'm putting the picture up. This is how she looked in Japan uh, before she came over to NXT. So this was like a lot more of like a serious kind of like, she was very stiff and very like mean as this character. So I'm almost thinking that like, they're going to repackage her. I think Davey said before we hit record that, you know, Triple H was super smart. He didn't fucking blow his wad all in one shot right after Vince left. He's slowly unfolding, slowly changing people's characters. You know, I love the character, the Oscar character. Well, I think just, that she's just, just, cha just changing the rules. Just yeah. Changing the rules. Like, like Vince would never allow a previous name from a previous federation anywhere to come in. And you're starting to see some of that stuff happen. Like Kana is gonna, if Kana does come back, it's going to be, it's, it's going to happen. And it would never happen under the VKM regime no we build our superstars here we build i mean look look at um look at is it is it butch um i mean some of these guys had great names for overseas look, look at walter is no longer walter he's gunther i mean these are great names that are world renowned and they changed them because they were not wwe product and now you're allowing someone to bring a name back and by the if walter came back too i would be fine with that he built that name for years and he's earned that um he probably won't because he those people have passed on without it. You know, Butch and, and Gunther have now kind of solidified themselves uh, in, in those names. But so, so did Asuka. But it sounds like she's still helping on bringing it back. And um, I, I look forward to all of that. I, I think to have that crossover. Can I say like, that the big thing, you know, it's, you know uh, also yeah. to Vince's point, you know, because there's some stuff I do. I've been reflecting a lot on Vince for some odd reason lately. As WWE changes and it's something I might like, whatever change it is. I'm like, man, or but, I, but then I look like, back yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Like, 
Gunther started going over when get it. it wasn't the character that I had a problem with or the name change when they finally took the cuffs off and then him and Sheamus had that amazing match and you sh it showed you what he could do. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what yeah. his name was. He just had the match that he broke free with. And I'm like, you're right. Like Vince was right. Vince is like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like what I call them. Now, if you saddle them with a stupid gimmick, like repo man or something, eh, maybe you're, you're going to be fighting from your back the entire time. But I mean, like it, <laughs> but if your name is Walter or Gunther, it doesn't matter. Like that does not matter if he changes it. Um, if you're Texas tornado or you're care von Eric, it doesn't matter when it's on that level. What do you do when you're just, you're, it at matters that point, that you're just avoiding they, lawsuits. It, it, it yeah, no, it matters that they own your shit. No, that's uh, what I mean. You're right, so, though. But, they're, but they're to Vince's invest. point, you got to perform. Now, if you put someone in polka dots, it takes a hell of a man uh, to overcome that. But he did still. And so Vince's <laughs> point is like, it doesn't matter what I call you. You either are going to get into it and do what I want you to do or you're not like. And that's yeah. it. And, you know. Gunther is. I, I'm Gunther. all for so. I'm all for a refresh and rebrand of Oscar. Like I, I miss her kind of being invincible, and she's lost a, a lot of shine and kind of been in the shadows a bit. So if she gets gets a meaner streak and something, a little second chance and a new fresh air for her, I'm all for that because I love her. Yeah, I do so too. She's been she's lost funny. in the shuffle for sure. Yeah, she's super a, talented. There might have been a million other things wow. we could talk about, but uh, that was it for this week. Just wanted to, you know, I like doing this actually. Of all things. Uh, Grown more <laughs> fond of keeping the, the fans informed of a what? current product. And heaven forbid, Leave you know, we're old men and, and, you know, I don't have time to watch uh, everything. Well, we don't have to watch everything. We could just at least study up and maybe this keeps us a little bit honest of uh, talking about just the, even if it's the top five bullet points or whatever. Even if we talk about John Cena for 40 minutes, it doesn't matter. It's something, you know. No, we, we miss him. So that's it. You know. So uh, yeah. everybody on, have, a, have a great weekend, huh?